0: Hello and welcome back to the Prem de la Prem podcast, episode two. James, say nice. hey, what's up? How's it going, people? Not bad over here. Uh, God bless your ears if you listen to the first one, but we appreciate you out there, <laughs> our, uh, our fans. Somewhere
1: 20 years from now, someone's going to dig up a time capsule with our first episode, and they're going to be thoroughly disappointed.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, w- when, we're, when we're huge, people are going to say, I wonder where they started from, and they'll see that growth. But no, we have a lot to get into today. Transfer window closed. Um, which we did not think was happening. Um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna show you just... I didn't know
1: Ruin Our Credentials was a segment this week.
0: <laughs> I got a feeling Ruin Our Credentials is going to be a segment every week. It wasn't just unique yeah. to the first show. Naturally occurring in nature. Yeah, but so speaking of that, we're going we're gonna to talk about a little bit of our stale takes. Obviously kind of wrap up that transfer window real quick. Get into some of the games this weekend. Kind of touch base on what yeah. we feel. First impressions of the Premier League. Uh, we actually got our first sponsor, too, which is just incredible after that first episode. We're going to talk VAR one more time, then get into week two, because this thing is cooking. A whole lot to get going on. Um, yeah, so James, talk to me about Courtois. Yeah. Well, you know, a little background <laughs> for the people at home.
1: Um, if you ever dig up our bonus material episode one, we laid out a lot of predictions for the year. Some have a little more longevity. Others, you know, they could, be, they could be over the very following week. So, each week we'll try and circle back to our, our wrong takes in a, in a segment we like to call stale takes. So, I'll eat the humble pie on this first one. Uh, I had mentioned that Courtois, Willian, and Hazard would all stay at Chelsea. Um, I'm not too disappointed with the two out of three, but already wrong. Week number two. Um, so, yeah, Courtois went on his way, packed his bags to Real Madrid, and... Uh, Along the other way came Keppa, yep. a lesser known keeper from Athletic Bilbao. Um, Huge fee. Yeah. Didn't have a lot to do that first game, but um, it's Huddersfield.
0: Right. With right. all due respect.
1: Yeah. All due respect to Huddersfield. Um, so I think big, big hole in the net left by Courtois, but um, I think maintaining that core of William and
0: Hazard was a pretty solid. Pretty I was going to sure. say, yeah. I don't think, I mean, I don't know much about this guy, but they paid a lot for him. So I presume that. He's got at least some ability. I mean, he's better than Willie Carballo and what's the other guy they got? The All guy right. that was it, the Green from the World Cup.
1: Oh, jeez, remember that guy? Was, that, Is was he their third keeper?
0: Yeah, Rob Green. No, no, they don't. Yeah, they just signed Rob Green this summer. <laughs> no. So I mean, it couldn't. No. It could have been a ridiculously um, just you know fire from the hip panic buy. Yeah. I think it was to a degree. I think you're completely right in terms of um, Willian and Hazard are the more important pieces that needed to stay than Courtois.
1: And we're also getting ourselves in the trap of forgetting that the European transfer window is still open. So Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. there's still people that could leave, but no one's going to be coming in. My take could be wrong and still get worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they don't, if at this point they can't get rid of Hazard and Willian. They, I mean, they have no replacements. Uh, what are they going to do? No, William's definitely staying put. Loftus' cheek is not the answer. <laughs> no, definitely not. Even though that's a different topic. I think he's got a bright future. Mm, that's the
1: thing, and I think we'll get this, get into this later with Manchester United, but you need to have players in place if you're going to get rid of your star players. So,
0: Right. Um, do you have
1: anything you want to own up to? It actually subject? wasn't
0: one of my hot takes. It wasn't one of my spicy, medium, and mild, okay. but I did say that I thought Callum Chambers was due for a big year at Arsenal and the day after we recorded he was shipped to Fulham on loan. It's a really unnecessary thing to say.
1: <laughs> you weren't I, under the gun.
0: No no I I just really like Callum Chambers. I rate him high. I think he's uh, I mean there's a low threshold but I think he's more reliable than Mustafi. I think Mustafi on his best day is probably still better. I was impressed by Socrates. because only has the uh, Achilles injuries recovered from and I think he's ahead of holding and uh Marvin Opos or whatever his name is so I thought that Callum Chambers was going to replace Mustafi next yeah. to Socrates and um I mean he replace whoever the hell is at Fulham
1: well I think it's telling that he's going on loans and he's not being sold outright so. right I think I mean
0: I, and I think it's good because I I I think it would, he would have been fighting for first team minutes and he'll he'll likely be a fixture in that Fulham lineup so I think it'll be good for Callum Chambers good for Arsenal in the long run yeah i Going back to last week, I know more about Fulham now, and i got a reason to watch. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him. <laughs> he, did, he did play the full 90 at center back within a week of being at that team, so that's right? encouraging.
1: And a quick word on Fulham. Uh, spent over $100 million in the transfer market. First promoted team to spend anywhere close to that amount of money. Didn't Wolves and, do that too? Um, I think they were both really big spenders. I know Fulham broke the 100 I don't know if Wolves did. They but, spent a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they just brought in a whole bunch of Portuguese phenoms. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, quick word on Fulham. They, uh, the owner really put his, put his balls on the table. I like it. I oh, like it. Oh, I love it, too. And it's high, high reward, but I think if you go down and you've sunk that much
0: money into your team, all those players, they're not going to play in the championship. So you're putting yourself no. in weird... You're going to have to sell low. <laughs> like, you're putting yourself in a position where you're going to be in financial peril. Your team's going to be in disarray. And I don't think Fulham's going to drop out of the championship. They might have to tear down the uh, Michael Jackson statue that's outside. Now i got a second reason to say go to (laughs) Fulham. Uh, And (laughs) another thing that I did want to mention, I did watch that Wolves game, and their ownership coach, I'm not sure who, but their plan is to win the Premier League in seven years. And they're explicit about that. And they're signing people like that's their intention. Lester said they were going to do it in three years, did it in two. And I, I don't know, I like these teams coming up from the championships wow. with like, you know, nuts in hand, like ready for action. Did
1: Luster say they were going to win the title in three years? I read it on Reddit.
0: I don't know how true it is. You keep going back to Reddit. I like Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> it's a great place for soccer highlights. Yeah. One.
1: Yeah. And lots and of you're
0: comments. And t- you keep up your transfer news. And, right. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm not going to meet a Wolves fan in real life, so it's nice to get some insight about their team. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's worth it. Never. Never. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. We didn't do too bad.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I, we still have a couple still alive, and they're, they're long-term takes for the right, most part. Right, yeah. Um, I think Mourinho's leaving. Just to recap, I think Mourinho will leave this season, um, probably under really horrible circumstances. But I mean, he's
0: not leaving on good terms ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not
1: how he rolls. It's like you're in a relationship, and you've got those warning signs, and you're starting not to talk when you get home from work, and uh, you're going to keep the relationship
0: together for a little while. you got to figure your stuff out
1: think of the transfer window as christmas he's
0: thinking of the kids. something bad's happening it's like at you're, christmas. Think, you're like thinking of the kids and that's that's the league table <laughs> <laughs> and then once the kids say like fuck off mom and dad you're like all right this is over
1: <laughs> so i've got Mourinho packing up his bags and um oh oh we'll we'll get to it later but i made a certain luke shaw take that i like to pat myself in the back on preemptively right yeah so we'll circle the wagons um you had you had a certain
0: uh Yeah, I had Arsenal getting eighty points. Right. We'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. I, I'm not backing off that take. Um Lukaku winning you know, top goal scorer. Ooh. Do they call it Golden Boot? Golden Boot. Yeah, they call it the guy. I just make it I'm coming off the World Cup. Yeah. I was getting get confused. That's right. Um Missed a really good opportunity, so that doesn't bode well. You'd like to see some clinical finishing off of a, a great World Cup campaign, not a yeah not a slow start. Um and that one of the top six would finish out of the top six. Ooh, right. I like that one. That one's a long time. Not because I believe it. Yeah. But I, it's fun to hear. Yeah, but I mean, that one's not one that I can really, I mean, I might have to back off at some point, but I can wait till March.
1: Oh, yeah. You we, might even, we might not even be doing this podcast anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Who knows where we'll be. But anyway, man, we had not a, huge, not a bunch of surprises this week,
1: Which is um, a fun week. It was a fun week one. Yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, biggest, biggest match of the weekend. Um, South, Southampton Burnley. <laughs> Real barn burn of that. <laughs> Obviously taking, not talking about yeah, that.
0: Yeah. only taking the point away from home. Uh
1: Arsenal Man City yeah. was the game of the weekend. Uh being that you're an Arsenal fan, sure. Do you want me to ask you like Anderson Cooper style questions that you can respond to? Or do
0: you just want to go off? I think if you ask me some Anderson Cooper style questions, I'll either walk myself into a hole where you can grill me more or I'll naturally Ooh. go off. So let's let's go with that. Alright, I'll know when to push the gas.
1: Yeah. Uh I want to start with, okay, so for those who those of you who missed the game, City won 2-0, away from home, very comfortably. They weren't playing with their full-strength team, it felt like to me. Scary. Um, Arsenal, I also realized this when I was watching the game. None of their players had a huge World Cup impact in the sense that they're not tired from the World Cup.
0: Yeah, I think that the person who made it the furthest uh, was Lucas Torreira of Uruguay. Right. Which exactly. was one of our new signings.
1: Yeah. Oh, so I guess that leads into my first question. Um,
0: gu- gu- uh Gundozi. Man, I I I knew how to pronounce this before we went on air, and you just messed me up. I think it's Gadoozi. <laughs> do- oh. Gadoo, Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you could clone El Neni. Put him on the pitch because <laughs> I swear to God, that's who I was watching. Yo, I'm a little upset, but there's rumors about El Neni being transferred to uh, Marseille. Yeah, I mean, it upsets me.
1: With this, I mean, with this new kid arriving, my question to you is. How do you feel having him play over terrero who's your new signing, and I feel like you know they've, they they right. see a lot of promise in the youngster, but he was all over the place
0: um to me he's not playing over terrera to me um he is i think i think that he should be playing over Jacques. i think that this these two should be ahead of jacca um i I don't think it's a one-for-one. One. I think Guendouzi is more of kind of a box-to-box guy. <laughs> box-to-box is the buzzword for someone who is all over the fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> he was all over the place, but no, he, he was as shaky as he looked, as as much of a Mustafi as we saw, unfortunately. You know, the the near disaster goal off the corner kick where he sent Aguero in, Aguero had to burn yeah. a square, and Czech made a great save. Yeah. Um and you know, he, he made a few errant passes, but Jacques has been doing that for years. Jacques has been fucking up left and right. I thought, that, um, I thought the debut was actually pretty strong from him. I thought his distribution was good. I thought the way he went and got the ball, he commanded the midfield, uh, albeit making a ton of errors. And I thought it was a really bold move to start him against City, though, because he's clearly not quite ready, and we're going to go with some growing pains for him. But I would like to see him start with Torreira. He was fearless. I think that's a good way of putting it. He right. did not seem scared from the occasion, and he he was getting stuck in and winning balls in the midfield. He was, you know, he was getting in there Just with Fernandinho, and yeah, and and so with him starting, I, there was a lot of positives. There was a lot of negatives, uh, but I think that Emery made it clear: this guy is going to be a fixture of this team. He's going to play a lot. He's going to. There's no limit to who he might play against. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to deal with some growing pains. Right. And so I accepted that early. And it, when I was watching the game, I was frustrated with the mistakes. But truthfully, Z- Xhaka, Xhaka was turning the ball over in just as dangerous of spaces. And he wasn't nearly as creative going forward. He never has been. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that the upside for Guendouzi is pretty high. And I'm scared, one, for my 80-point take, and two, just for the growing pains. But uh, I really like him. But, yeah, again, I don't think he's starting over to era. I think right. Torreira should start over Xhaka and then allow Ramsey and Ganduzi to play in that mm-hmm. midfield. Um, I would, I mean, we can, I don't know if we're, I'm, I'm kind of going off on a tangent. I would drop Mkhitaryan and start Lacazette. Yeah, well. With Ozil at the 10.
1: Yeah, another one of my uh, my grill points was who's going in that sort of front three trident. Yeah. Um, Lacazette was on the bench. He came on, looked like a bit of a spark plug, like they needed that kind of energy. And right. um, uh, yeah, I'm wondering who, who misses out.
0: I dropped Mkhitaryan. Um, I think that what Mkhitaryan gives you is a versatility as a sub uh, is not the same versatility that, obviously, uh, Lacazette gives you. You know, if you have a Aubameyang, Lacazette, Noziel on there and you have Mkhitaryan as a sub, you can drop any one of those front three. You could, you could drop Gunduzi and go more offensive. Like he, I think he gives you a lot of versatility and he gives you a lot of firepower. Mm. And I think, remarkably, he offers less defensively than Oziel. Uh, I, I don't think that Mkhitaryan has anything to give on that side of the ball, which is terrifying to think. And I think I saw Ozio's slide tackle running back for the first time ever, hmm. which which I was thrilled. But I think that you, you bring up a good point is they have a ton of talent, but I don't I still don't see how the pieces fit together because I think Ozio's wasted on the wing, and I think you have zero depth if you try and play. I mean maybe maybe the way I line up is a bit of a a four, two, three one. Where I have Torreira and uh, Gunduzzi as your two in front of the back line, Ozil in central, Ramsey on the right, Abameyang on the left, and Lock is at up top. Wow. That, that, Ramsey might, on the right. I, I, I mean, it, I, I Wenger wow. always struggled fitting Ramsey and Ozil in the same team. And I worry that that's just, they, it, they're just too similar to, to, to both fit in the same team.
1: To me, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of, Loyalty and respect between Ramsey and Arsenal, but from an outside perspective, it seems to me like he's the one you would drop out of the team. I don't know if I'm missing certain things that he brings to the team, but what seems like, first of all, I'm not even going to touch. His work rate's phenomenal. I'm not even going to touch Ozil's performance because you know how I feel about him, and you know how it looked. It was. It was you know how it looked. It was poor. But I what, think what I mean, I, it's,
0: also, it's also City. Mkhitaryan didn't get into the game. Aubameyang didn't get into the game. There were a lot of people who didn't get into the game, and Ozil was certainly one of them. Yeah. I thought the three most Maybe. promising players were the three subs. Lichtensteiner came in and provided some grit that Arsenal has been missing for years, I thought. Like, truly years. Yeah. Like, he's a guy that I, I, I just absolutely love yeah. off the bat. I thought, um, Lacazette, like you said, brought in that spark plug. And then Torreira showed why we signed him. Mm-hmm. And I was also encouraging to see Ramsey and Xhaka make relatively early exits, um, not because I thought that they were particularly poor, but time. they never were subbed under winger. Ever, despite how they played, so I like that at least their spots aren't yeah. safe. I'd like to see that be this case of everyone that your play dictates whether or not you stay on the pitch.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and one more thing, I want to talk to you before we kind of kick it over to City, on yeah. the other side of the coin. Um, I've had a natural segue when we're talking about Gunduzi because his howler led to what actually ended up being a pretty shining moment from Petter in right. the game, making an instinctive one-on-one save. Mm-hmm. He made another really good save that game. He made a
0: double save off of yeah. off a free Oh kit. Yeah,
1: unreal save. Uh, that's the good Yeah. with check. And that helmet head, you get the ugly, too. Yeah. And... By God, did he almost kick the ball
0: into the back of his own net? Yeah, and I mean he had a he had a good laugh with the fans. Oldest, uh,
1: oldest cameraman trick in the book. Right after that, hard cut to Burn Leno sitting on the bench, <laughs> just like clear just, insinuation.
0: Yeah, just playing the t- with the tape on his fingers, knowing that he's not getting in today, and just wondering why the fuck he signed here. Yeah. yeah so I
1: guess question being, um, do you take the bad with the good for check, or do you start the transition early?
0: Um. I, I mean, I mentioned on our first episode that I thought you give the gloves to Leno. Um, the reason for that, one, we paid a lot for him, and two, Emery wants to play out of the back, and Leno just is good with his feet. I didn't realize how poor Cech was with his feet. Um, mind you, I think that there's a lot of things that played into that. I think he played the ball more than he should have. He had the second most um, successful passes on Arsenal behind Gunduzi in that game, which... If you know, if you want me to go off on Ozil, that's that's where we could start. <laughs> Petrček and a 19 year old kid boss in the midfield were more involved than Mesut Ozil. The you know, I, I don't know what he's making a week. I think it's like 325 thousand pounds. That's <laughs> and he turned the ball over 19 times. Bang. Okay, I'm relieving that. Um, no, but Cech Leno. I, I think it'll be a mix because like he, I thought he really played well between you know between the woodworks if you will like okay. he i i he made several great saves he he kept arsenal in that game yeah for as long as they did city was creating chance after chance after chance and i mean where would we be if he put that one in his goal i don't know but well, i don't know I, I i think that he did a lot a lot in that game i'd like to see what Leno has to offer for sure um yeah but yeah, him playing out of the back worried me. Well, I, I don't think anyone was... Like, Xhaka was just playing it right back to him. Mustafi was playing so it right back to him. Socrates was playing it back to him. No one would turn with the ball. That
1: point on playing it out of the back. So um, just hoof it up. I think the big, the big pundit conversation coming out of that game was how much of it is same old Arsenal, how much of it is Emery trying to instill a new system. And I think you saw the start of that new system. Right. But it is a scary system to put in place when you want check to link up with passes to Mustafi and Gunduzi have them turn, face, play out, and City plays the high press. And I remember one thing um, that really stood out to me was uh, after a certain point on a goal kick, Cech waved his players up and got a rousing applause from the crowd. And so you can see Emery starting to force his players into an uncomfortable position, which I think was an incredibly uncomfortable entire sort of area of their game last season. Like, you would not want Mustafi with a ball. You would not want Cech with a ball in his they feet. Had,
0: they had some really horrible turnovers in the, in the defensive third. Xhaka was one of the—Mustafi and Cech were all culpable, and those are, the th- those are three of your primary figures yeah. to, like, fix yeah. this year. But hopefully Emery—because Tor- Torreira has that in his locker. Mm-hmm. He played, he has, his distribution is fantastic. Uh, and I thought when Arsenal did get the few chances they got to run— they couldn't quite put together that final pass yeah. or that final run, but they looked threatening. They looked like they were like those pieces could gel together. Um, but yeah, it's, you have to get there. You have to, right. you have to, you have to right. break Mkhitaryan. You have to break those. You know. And the
1: last thing I'll say on Arsenal, cause we have a lot to talk about, yeah. but, um, Trial by fire. We mentioned it on episode one, but if you're going to instill a system, make them do it against City. Make them do it against Chelsea away. And I think, genuinely, um, and this is how I see Arsenal as a a team, but if they were to get a point out of Chelsea, it's something to to grow. Yeah, and the
0: the schedule lightens up a little bit after that as well. So it would be nice to kind of, well, I mean, obviously you don't want to start with zero. And then watch Chelsea sit at six and I... <laughs> City sit at six. But...
1: So, when I say getting a point at Chelsea would be good starts, walking out of both those games with nothing,
0: that's disastrous. I wouldn't say it's disastrous.
1: I think it's pretty bad. It's, bad. If... it's,
0: it's bad, but like it's. Well, well truthfully, we, we've, we've, we've fared pretty well against Chelsea over the past few years. Uh, that might have been more of a Conte Wenger thing than. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. We got two new managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, I mean but it's, if you if you say especially with Arsenal the new manager if you say you're going to lose at home to City and lose away at Chelsea the game that matters to me is the third game how do they respond in a game that they should win that's you fair. Know what I mean.
1: and obviously it's so early but the Chelsea's the team you have to beat to get into the top 4 and it's like you're what, right. what goals are you setting you're right. for the year you know yeah.
0: so it's a tone setter I'd like, to, yeah. I'd like to see them be a little more clinical in the final third the last thing I want to do, do say on Arsenal is they seem to finally have the beginning steps of an organized press. I had never seen that out of this group before. It almost looked like Ramsey was our highest guy forward. Right. Um, but I, you, you can see Emery start to make his mark, which makes me nervous for this year, but maybe excited for, for yeah. future, future years.
1: Yeah, time will tell. Um, quick word on City. Uh, Jesus. Im- impressive as always. Jesus. Uh, on the first episode, we both revealed we thought Liverpool was going to win the Premier League. Um, I still think that. I still think that too, and I mean, obviously their game was almost, I'd say, almost as impressive, just as right. impressive. Um, but wow, that team has some depth, and you really start to question, they're a fantasy nightmare because I picked Leroy Sane, and I'm starting to think he's like, not going to get in on a regular basis. And that's the scary thing about such a good team. Um, I remember Ferguson always wanted four top notch strikers in his team, because it's that fire and that hunger. To get into the starting line. You're always lineup, fighting for your spot. You're always fighting your spot and you're always rotating with fresh, amazing players. Um, yeah, and you could be like, they brought on Sane
0: and De Bruyne. And yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay.
1: Off the bench when they were what? 1 0, 2 0 up?
0: Uh, De Bruyne at 2. Yeah. yeah but Sane, I believe, at, at 1. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, Bernardo Silver with an absolute banger, and you're not yeah. even really talking about him as one of the best players on the team. He, but, played,
0: um, he played centrally, though. So he played in the role that David Silva would normally play, where uh, Gundogan, or however you say his name, mm-hmm. played where De Bruyne would normally mm-hmm. play, Fernandinho was a fixture. Mendy looked strong. Stones looked strong. Laporte looked really good. Yeah. Walker, it just blows my mind, the pace of that man. Um, Ederson wasn't really tested. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, he wasn't tested. We didn't really put anything on him. He actually got wrong-footed by a, a, a Bellerin shot. So, I, I mean, I still think he's yeah. the weakest part of their team. Uh, but yeah, uh, they look good, man. And, they uh, just look good. Tale as old as
1: time, as an England fan and Chelsea, Liverpool, etc. Hater is when Sterling comes back from his World Cup and he's like, "Oh, this is what I do." Yeah, and
0: that goal was too easy for me. I think both goals were a little too easy, which is kind of I can see you saying the same about Arsenal, but Arsenal. But he but dr- he drove they, with the ball
1: and, and shot. Yeah, that was. He uh, didn't see
0: that all summer. No, no, oh no! Yeah, the, the the confidence that Pep gives him is something he does not have in right. England team. But, right. I mean, he deals he deals with a lot of shit in the media that has and, to impact him. Yeah, and he I, doesn't get that from City. He just gets he gets that from the from the when he's on the English team. He doesn't get that nearly as much with City.
1: Right. And I, I do think there. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot to be said about that and to be unpacked. I, I think a lot of it is unfair, and I don't want to be one of those people who's constantly criticizing him because I think he's a great player. Um, right. I do think there's so much to be said about that confidence level. Um, obviously, sure. he's got a thick skin, so he, he never lets it on. But you see two completely different people on the yeah. national team, the club. And that was always one of the most frustrating things, watching you know, Lampard and Gerrard terrorize you when they were playing against United. And
0: then when you're rooting for them, you got couldn't to, connect yeah, a pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, they're, the, City looks phenomenal. Another thing about City is their next six games, are against the three promoted sides this year and the three promoted sides last year. Mm-hmm. Not out. I mean, you'd expect them to, to be sitting on 21 points through seven. Yeah. Because they're that good. You don't expect them to slip up. They might, but... No. Um, especially after last season.
1: Uh, yeah. Maybe good segue. It, it feels like the only team with an equal amount of firepower that could catch them. Again, pessimistic United fan. Right. Uh, Liverpool... Against West Ham, it was one of those games where you're watching the highlights, and it's just the definition of one-way traffic. Four 0 four over West Ham. I thought I
0: was watching the early stage of the FA Cup, and then I realized <laughs> it's West Ham out there. <laughs> they did field a team. Well, who I, think is a, I, think they're, I think they're a mid-table side, West Ham, and that's what Liverpool did do.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, at Liverpool, it's like normal service resumed, business as usual. Um, except it looks like now they have a
0: solid defense. I would say, and I think Nabi Keita gives them a dimension that they've been lacking. Yeah, I think that they have survived in the midfield with uh, stellar attack, and you know that's kind of where Klopp's bread and butter has been, also with Dortmund and with uh, certainly with Liverpool mm-hmm. where you just have just an amazing press, and your midfield is just there to serve mm-hmm. the ball to just incredible talent who's lethal. Yeah, but uh, Nabi Keita is. I I mean, I don't want to say like, watch out for him. Like I called it, you know, (laughs) they they paid a ridiculous amount of money. He's coming from the Bundesliga. Check the Reddit. Yeah. (laughs) Shout shout out Reddit. Uh, No, he is a, he is a talent, man. He is a talent and he is going to be, he's going to be a a mainstay in the Premier League for a number of years. Yeah. He is
1: phenomenal. He almost looks like Conte with an eye for goal.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, he's, and and he's, he's relentless. And I don't know if that's something that Klopp is just able to draw out of people. I mean, I don't know how you f- – I, I love Klopp. I can't help but love Klopp. I don't like Liverpool, but – No comment. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so you love him. <laughs> you just won't say no it. No comment. Uh, yeah, they're, they're – oh, man, they're good. It was nice I, to see Sturridge getting in the action. Imagine he regains form, his, like, yeah. 2013 well, uh, form. Uh, oh, think, no, I, I No chance, he but
1: just, – He just needs to be happy at a team being the guy who comes off the bench in, like, garbage time. Yeah. Or, like, a wild card 85th minute go make something happen. He, he just needs to be is – he, Is he first in line behind Firmino? Uh, well, you've got Shakiri rotating in, you've got Sturridge rotating in. Um, what do think up top? Like if they're gonna
0: play the three up top, right? Yeah, he, he probably Maybe. would be the yeah. first
1: rotating in. So if yeah, if
0: Something someone's not for firing, me, yeah,
1: but he can't expect to be a starter. And I think if he's content no, with that, no. if you yeah. got him happy, if you can get him on side for that, that's that's great. Um,
0: yeah, defense looks better. Yeah, I Robertson think- and Alexander Arnold, their service is phenomenal. I still think that they're gonna be. A little bit shaky in the back. Oh, I, I don't we, think
1: this was the game where we, yeah, really we saw the really, defense yeah. shine. Yeah. But um, I think the true test of this Liverpool team is, is not West Ham at home. It's, <laughs> it's you know, maybe, maybe they're on the road and they're down one and they need to find a goal. It's, it's getting tested with adversity like that.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'd like to – and, and they, they, they started strong last year. So did City. They both are hot out of the gates. I wouldn't expect either of them to really stumble. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's exciting. um, You might not like this, but there's a team I think might stumble. What do you got to say? (laughs) The Leicester Leicester Lions. We won that game. (laughs) Did you, did you feel good? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I felt, you know, it's funny. Um,
0: no, I, I agree with you. Three points is what matters, especially team, game one.
1: The team was buzzing with that 2-1 win because it was week one. I've seen, like, <laughs> midseason, you know, grinding out a 2-1 win. that's a little shaky, just not get received the same way by the fans. Right.
0: But, um, I mean, that's, that's Mourinho's style, and I think it's, it's – Well, it's funny you say that because I thought this game
1: was a, an anomaly – in the Mourinho setup because really? I think people were just kind of full of energy for the new season. They they weren't playing really smart and organized. Um they were playing really attacking and it's like really? they forgot they were in a Mourinho team. Yeah, I thought they went right after it out the gates.
0: Actually, I'll I mean I'll agree with you to a degree. I think that they um I think when they were in possession, they were very direct and they were very uh, you know, they had they they were they were clearly trying to attack and they were putting together passes that weren't you know designed to see a game out yeah um i did think that they 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 let the game come to them a lot especially in the second half i think that really like i we don't need to talk about this at var that was one of the most boneheaded decisions i've ever seen 90 seconds into the game sticking your arm out in the penalty box um let me did you see that report that united was like the luckiest team in the premier league last year I dispute the facts. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd be interested to know how they define luck, uh, because David de Gea standing on his le- on his head—I <laughs> wouldn't call luck. luck. Uh, but I believe that he certainly saved them. As far, I think, places. as
1: far as referees' decisions, gotcha. Like that.
0: Um, oh. My question for you about United <laughs> is, they—I—I I don't know, man. It felt like it felt like they were holding on to the game to me. And I don't know if I'm looking for holes here, but uh, obviously, like, the, they're, they're very strong defensively, so it's hard to break them down. Uh, I thought the—you know how I feel about De Gea coming off his line. I thought he should have had a, a say in that goal. Uh, but, like, how do you—when you, you're watching United, how, do you feel confident to see out a game? Because for the longest time under Ferguson, it wasn't seeing out games, it was— the last fifteen minutes of the games were united. Didn't matter what it didn't matter what the situation was. Yeah. Down no. four, up two, it's united. No, it wasn't a sure thing at all.
1: And and that's the difference. And that's the right. sign of the times. Um I walked I walked out of that game happy. One, you're just buzzing as the new season. Right.
0: Two or first game of the year, too.
1: The people who I wanted to have a good game had a good game. Pogba with the arm armband, um, man of the match performance, really happy for him so he can kick on this season. And Luke Shaw, you know, when we when we play these mid-table teams, as I want to call them, the the blessing and the curse of supporting United is you expect to win, and anything other than that, you're upset. So when 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 they score goals against these teams, it's like I'm I'm happy. I'm not like actively celebrating. When Luke Shaw scored, I, I actively celebrated. Like I was I was very happy
0: for him. That was it. Was a cool moment. It was also. I mean, I thought the game was in the bag, and then I didn't. Like ten minutes later, but don't call that touch a fluke. I was gonna ask. <laughs> is that was was that perfect first touch? Oh, intentional.
1: Oh, jeez, was like Neymar out there.
0: Oh, oh you're full flick, of shit. Neymar would have gone. Neymar would have gone down on the. Flick it over the, the defender.
1: Out. Sip his tea. Circle around <laughs> in good time. Bottom ninety. <laughs> Next question. Flick around the
0: defender. Recorrect your your path. <laughs> Told you that guy no, was, it was cut good. like a steak. I, oh, he is looking like a snack. Yeah. That boy is thick. <laughs> that boy is thick. Uh, um, talk to me about Fred's debut. I, was, um, I thought it was a little sloppy. Yeah. I like what he brings to the team, but it was a little chaotic to me.
1: Is, I feel like this box-to-box central midfield midfielders like the the catch of the day around right. soccer now like everyone's trying to get one and I guess that means erratic
0: and unpredictable and like 50 percent pass completion yeah we're not we're not really talking about someone who could just make it from box to box routinely like so you'd ideally like somebody like geez, you know R- yeah R- R- Ryan Nyongolen or or Arturo Vidal or you know uh you know Fernandinho or De Bruyne you know somebody who's Got abilities from box to box, not just someone who can get there. Right. So I'm I'm curious to see what, where he fits into the team. Um, came, he, McTominay he, came in for him, did he not? Yeah, he did. Okay, Are they, they're they're pretty like for like, I think. So I think we might see a lot of McTominay oh in those. Oh my god! I'm,
1: like <laughs> like for like, like, maybe like... in where they stand on the field, but well, I thought,
0: and like if if you're gonna put him in the team, yeah, I, like I, if you're gonna if you're gonna build if you're gonna build the same formation. They're pretty like-for-like, like, in my opinion.
1: I guess so, but you can't expect them to do the same. No, of course not. Um, of course not. So, I'm curious to see how he gels. I, yeah. I, I don't I think Xhaka and
0: Torreira at- are like-for-like. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but we make do. One of them I like, <laughs> and the other I don't.
1: <laughs> um, it'll be, I'm, I'm interested to see how he, how he gels with the
0: team. Yeah. No, I think it was, it was, there were some his positives. Attitude. Oh, he was getting stuck in. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, that'll get the Pogba was Pogba, I thought, was an encouraging performance for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, do we, Mourinho.
1: Do we want to spend a moment on this Pogba Mourinho back and forth?
0: Yeah, I. <laughs> this seems to be an issue in soccer more than other sports. I don't know if it's the the blending of more cultures than we're used to, but what is the issue here? Like, what? Why can't these two seemingly get along?
1: I think you're taking a manager with an ego, and you're 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 balancing that against the age where soccer players are superstars in the in the personality sense right and they almost if not do have as much say in the club as the manager and it's never been like this until recently with the rise of social media and all that
0: (laughs) this is dangerous i you
1: you know i think pogba i don't know if you saw his statements He, he pretty much came out and said i love united take that how you will he said i love united i i Tend to believe it because he was in the academy, but he doesn't like playing for Mourinho, and this is not an uncommon trend with players who have played for Mourinho. We talked about he, the three-year system. Oh my God! Yeah, we skipped the second year of winning the trophy.
0: <laughs> but you know, I I, I agree. He, it's Pogba is like this 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 beast, you know this this wild tiger, and and Mourinho's keeping him in a zoo, and eventually he's going to attack, you know, because he's when you like, corner when, a
1: rat, he's got to chew through.
0: You, and you saw just like the creativity, the the passion, the, what he can bring to the table when he had somebody like Engolo uh, Conte that was boss in that midfield, making sure that you know he had that freedom to move forward with France. Um, and it seems on paper that Matic is that guy for Pogba. Yeah, that he can have that freedom and he can be given because he 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 seems to be of the mind that he should be given free reign to do what he wants. Regardless of how the team's set up. Yeah. So, um I think he's talented enough to do that. I can understand why a manager wouldn't like that. Yeah. Here in I know that Mourinho doesn't. <laughs>
1: well and here are the facts. The, the, I don't think it's a take so much as what's gonna happen. He he's not going anywhere this summer. No. United won't sell him. I, no. I don't care if Barcelona's, you know, in for them. I think the media just no. likes to round out a story at the end of August. Uh he's not gonna go anywhere in the winter. And I would highly doubt it. I, yeah, exactly. I would, hi, I would highly doubt that too. And I think that Pogba and Mourinho are realizing that they need each other. If Pogba leaves or if he outright says, I don't, you know, full-on bust up, I think that's trouble for Mourinho because he's your most talented player on the team in a season where you need to make up ground on those teams. And he needs him to perform. And on the other hand, Pogba needs to stay on side enough to keep playing football.
0: Do you think that Mourinho's future at this club is directly tied to Pogba? Do you think Pogba has him by the balls in that respect? Like, if Pogba says, I want to transfer or Mourinho needs to go, that Mourinho goes in either scenario? I
1: I think 90% of United fans care more about Pogba staying or leaving than Mourinho staying or leaving. I
0: don't think... I would think it's even more.
1: Really, it's pretty much
0: unanimous. (sighs) If you had won last year, if you had if, if Mourinho had delivered or if you like if, if you're looking at Liverpool and City and thinking this United team playing like this can win the title. Yeah. Well then I think that the United fans would say let's let's play this system, get our get our title, get our lure back, and then let's play that more united brand of football once we've kind of reestablished ourselves. But I just don't see you guys winning playing like
1: this. I don't want to be that disrespectful to Mourinho in thinking everyone wants him to leave because we're talking about one of the best managers of all time what I think there's been a, a shift and why I acknowledge that he's one of the best managers of all time um, but I don't want him to stay is because I think he's just kind of become jaded with the and, and, and it never really clicked at United in terms yeah. of the attitude his style of play and I think there were too many challenges in the Premier League field to like stick to one mentality versus doing it abroad and and banging out in that
0: sense or to a smaller club like Chelsea. Exactly. Yeah. minor. Right. Right. Yeah, less less people care over there than they would at uh, you know, United. <laughs> um they're just objectively smaller. And less important and with less trophies. We're talking stadium capacity. Let's keep it to the facts. Okay. I'm also just Just not liking Chelsea. Um, (laughs) No, I agree. It's going to be an interesting thing to see how that plays out. But um, I would – I think that I – I mean, I don't know who you'd bring in. We can talk about that later in the season as this progresses. But I think that that the, the talent in that locker room with the right management is a contender, maybe with the addition of some defenders. Yeah. No, even I though I love, I I told you Bayi and Lindelof is my favorite center back pair, and I thought they both played well. Mm.
1: I think it's that conundrum of the right team. If you look at it potential wise, it's having those players play up to their potential, and then you've got a pretty solid team. I'm I'm really excited. I'm not I'm not like getting, you know, falling off my chair about the potential of Luke Shaw. I don't think he's, you know, he's not not a really banger every week. I don't think he'll ever play himself into the conversation of like. Best left backs around, which is what you need at a club like United competing in the Premier League. But I do think there's promising signs to like fill the worrisome gaps that we have in our team. And and you
0: just let's do going. a. We'll go finish your thought. Sorry about that.
1: No, I just say you just kick on from there. If you can start playing well in those trouble positions, you know, if Lukaku's firing close to what a Golden Boot performer would get, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I and when when. Um, when Lingard was on form last year, he was really special to watch. I think the United kind of have a similar, they have those, those four wingers, so to speak, to fill two spots in Sanchez, Lingard, Rashford, who can also play kind of up top in place of Lukaku and uh, Marshall, uh, that, that you should be able to develop that hunger. But it seems like it's just going to be Rashford and Sanchez. And so I don't know how Lingard and Marshall really work themselves as the team. Uh, especially since I don't think that Sanchez and Rashford are consistent enough to warrant the, the amount of playing time that, well, certainly Sanchez, but Rashford gets rotated heavily. But there, there's certainly got to be games where Marshall and Rashford are your best players on the field, and Sanchez is going to play 90 minutes.
1: And I think therein lies the problem with.
0: Is that Mourinho's stubbornness?
1: You've got. I think at the attitude in the team is kind of worrying, and I think mm. that comes from the coach. What I see in City is. When a player gets dropped, they're, they're thinking, oh, I need to try harder in training. I need to show my best and win back that spot. Right. Shift perspective to United. You see Martial get dropped and he thinks, oh, this club doesn't want me. Right. I'm going to leave. Yeah, this is Marino's the reason I didn't get like, called into the French squad.
0: Yeah. You know, he's very like, self-loathing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. There was a lot of that on Arsenal last year, too. There was a lot of complacency. A lot of people wondering why. And I think that we've seen a little bit of shift in that. I like that Jock and Ramsey were pulled out. I mentioned that. Doozy starting is a, a big middle finger to the, to the status quo. So <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how that progresses. But yeah, I think some good and some bad from each of our respective teams. Um, obviously, you'd like to be sitting on three points, but mm-hmm. you don't expect that against City. Um, believe it or not, there were some other teams that played, though. Really? Yeah. I was just top six. Wait, hold on. Let me check my notes. How many teams are in the league? Let me give this a go. Richarlson. Did I get that one right? Richardson. Richardson. Richardson, Sorry. Richardson for Everton. Richardson from Brazil. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, yeah, I guess I was kind of giving Everton some shit for that signing, and he kind of shut me up. I guess we didn't bring that up in the still take. If you
1: didn't bring it up, no one would have listened to the first episode.
0: No, that's fair enough. But I would have – I don't necessarily said I thought he was bad. I just kind of was curious with the fee. But he justified it. Game one, down a man, scoring a goal away from home against the, uh, you know, the, what are we at? The 2025 Premier League champion, Wolverton. I found myself trying to claim right place,
1: right time for both of his goals. The first one, the first one I convinced myself, the
0: second one. Ooh. Oh man, that was, that was, that was pretty, that was a classical. It was, it was. That it was, was a classical. Class. Yeah, I mean. It, and you got to like him getting the, like, I, uh, I, uh, I didn't articulate this well over the weekend. <laughs> But um, I, th- I, think I, th- I think both of these teams got to be confused with that result. Because you think Everton comes into that game thinking, we can get three points here, and then the Jagielka red card, and they get out of there with a point yeah. away from home, raining They're probably okay with that. Wolves playing a man up, and frankly tied, because Nevis scored the beautiful free kick right after the man went down. So playing a tied game with 50 minutes to play, at home only getting a point, you got to feel a little let down, but they probably would have been okay with it going into the game. So it's, it's a weird result. Um, that, was, that was actually my favorite game of the weekend.
1: I think that was definitely the pick of
0: the rest, um, if you even want to
1: call it the rest. You know, I think that game and, and Arsenal City were probably the most entertaining and value sure. for money. Um, yeah. And quick word on Neves. I, I'm, such, Whoa. A, Whoa. I'm Whoa. such a short-sighted <laughs> fan that I, in my mind, in my dumb brain, I'm like, there's no way that's not goal of the season. <laughs> I just don't match week one. I can't see any <laughs> other goal. Like just the, the technique. There's nothing well, better than still a struck free kick.
0: Montreal still hurt, so give it some time. Oh yeah, when he comes back, El- La Cabra will be burying some burying some bangers. Translation: the goat. <laughs> he did Spanish say in an Arsenal. Arsenal in an Arsenal interview that that was his nickname growing up. So it's kind yeah, of yeah. That's probably a from
1: a cultural background where that literally just means like the goat. I don't think they have that. Yeah. Average. I
0: mean, he has, I, I, he has like a, how do I put this lightly, a full set of teeth. <laughs> and I could imagine, I think, as a small boy, if those teeth were the same size. <laughs> he has, has
1: goat like features.
0: <laughs> but believe it or not, he was, he was one of Arsenal's higher goal scorers last year. I think he got Enoch four or five, which put him, unfortunately, towards the, you know, at least towards the top half. Yeah. Um, but no, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, that was definitely that was, that was a banger. That was a banger. Goal of the week for sure, I would say. Um, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva's was great. Um, Liverpool's were all kind of like we're here to play and we're here to score real easy goals. Um And then yeah, yeah. I guess that that kind of wraps us up. Just to kind of recap the other one. Happy to be back. Tottenham sneaking out a win against Newcastle on the road though, so that's worth mentioning. Chelsea light work of Huddersfield. Hazard played 10 minutes and looked like... I mean, Hazard's just the best, man. He's so good. He's so good. I think he's the best player in the Premier League. Ooh. He's so good. you want more salad with that? Excuse me? More salad? Oh. <laughs> no, I... I Salah is, I think, very industrious. He gets himself in good positions in Liverpool play. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but Liverpool play a very collaborative game. And I think that he benefits from that very well. And I think he plays into that very okay. well. But when Hazard yeah. touches the ball, he's very direct. I mean, and also I was watching him against Huddersfield's back line who's just been beaten up for 80 minutes. Like, imagine Hazard coming in in the 80th minute. That's just like, I mean, oh, God, I want to go home. You're not the only one right?
1: giving that take.
0: so Okay, yeah. well, in any case, we'll see how he does against some better teams. I mean, we already know he's good.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, we are. We already covered yeah. uh, Southampton, Burnley. Um, the draw. Wow, they're going to be, talk- they're gonna be talking them. about that one for years to come. <laughs> If someone got
0: you a ticket to that game, would you go? Yes, you know how I feel about Burnley. I love defensive football. Love it. I truly do. I, go back they, to Serie I watch <laughs> a decent amount of Serie A. Uh, and I will continue to do so. this guy sucks. Yeah, you have to watch it in uh, in two times speed. It's a 45-minute game. Love <laughs> it. You can still see everything at the same pace as the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, I, I truly do love Italy. Well, not Italy, but Serie A. So... I'm not trying to have a go, but it's slower. Anyway, um, Burnmouth over Cardiff. Burnmouth, nice start to their season, I suppose. Um, certainly on the, mm-hmm. the relegation radar. Uh, Watford over Brighton, 2 nothing as well. Good one from them. A little disappointing out of Brighton, but they're on the road. And then Palace over Fulham on the road. Yeah. So and a few forward teams forward getting forward, in a couple of three points.
1: was Palace? Two, was that 2-0? Yeah, it was 2-0. You know, I think Wolves made its statement in their game, and I think Fulham was unfortunate in that result. It's Palace. You're going to face a lot tougher opposition, but Fulham was the top team from what I remember in that first half. They let up one of those sucker punch goals right before the halftime whistle, and then yeah, the
0: and then six. the second half goal, the keeper came out just pretty inexplicably, and Zaha just dribbled around. Yeah,
1: I I, I see. So it was one of those games. I see for encouraging Fulham. signs, and I think this feeds in all these like, results feed in well to our bottom three uh, predictions. I think you've got Cardiff, Huddersfield, and Brighton in the hot seat, or at least mm, I
0: do. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually forgetting my third. I know I had Cardiff and Huddersfield, and I believe that I had Southampton. Who drew to Burnley at home?
1: If I told you only I don't want to
0: listen like that. to that first episode again. I listened to it once. And I forgot who I said. <laughs> That's, if I'm changing it, I'm changing it. That's the only take I'm changing this year. It's Southampton. Yeah, have a think on it. Um, but yeah, before we uh, break it down to our final segments, I think it's time for that ad read we talked about. Oh, it's coming back around uh yeah
1: yeah james take us away we had our friends at carabao reach out you know they 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 had heard good things about the cast um and they wanted to get us on the airwaves but um you know we'll we'll drop a quick shout out you already know what it feels like to ride the wings of a bull but are you bold enough to grasp the horns of the water buffalo since the dawn of time the sacred water buffalo has been associated with coveted ideologies such as endurance stubbornness cunning and virility. That's the promise we put into each can of Carabao, Thailand's second most popular energy drink. With each sip, you will be transported from urban sprawl to grassy plains to the rocky steppes. All important steps along the Buffalo's journey. Where will the journey take you next? Carabao, what's inside, will soon be
0: outside. Brilliant. Brilliant. So we're talking VAR. Um, obviously this was a segment we teased on the original, uh, podcast, the one for the archives. And again, just don't go back and listen to that. It's just, I thought it was pretty good. It's just really tough on the ears. Yeah. uh, Audio quality, really bad. Yeah. Content. Yeah. A plus. B B plus. Okay. So I think we got three question mark. Well, here's,
1: here's how I want to separate it.
0: And okay, let's talk. It goes let's back talk. to our
1: stance. Let's do a quick little recap. I don't like VAR. Pat does like VAR, let's, yeah. in a very black and white sense of the, of the discussion. Um, I look at things that are subjective, and I look at things that are objective, and I think in soccer the lines are very fine. Um, you've got things like the Liverpool goal, which was offside, and I think it was one of those games, um, their third goal against West Ham was offside, and I think it was one of those games where those refs were like, Nothing's going to happen. I mean, we're just going <laughs> to give the goal. Like, no,
0: I don't even think West Ham appealed. They're just
1: like, oh, shit. I wanted the West Ham manager going 3-0 down because of that call to have the balls and say that changed the game <laughs> in his post-game conference.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that that that's how I would approach that. Really took the took the wind out of our sails. <laughs> Not the first two goals. The
1: players really got down after that third goal. Where we let them waltz in. Yeah. Anyway, so they've got, you know, that offsides, clear offsides. I think that's a situation where VAR could jump in and, mm-hmm. and quickly just signal to the ref, hey, that was offsides. You should call that back. That's where I accept it. This uh, jumping now, shifting gears to the Everton uh, red card where Jagielka, it was a situation of...
0: It was an interesting one. It was,
1: he was the last man back, but it was also a dangerous foot, cleat to ankle kind of situation. Yeah. Um, I forget what the letter of the law says.
0: So the, the official statement on that call was that he was, uh, it was given for a last man back. And as we know, you can't oh, get the triple... That's
1: such a cop-out.
0: Yes, I agree. Oh, that's such a cop-out. Uh, I agree. Uh, because to me, Jagielka wins the ball. Uh, he puts his cleats right through... I forget who he tackled, but he put his he put a studs right through somebody's ankle, which even on winning a tackle, that's a potential red card offense. If that was the reasoning, I'd be okay with that. And I think it was one of those where uh it was wrong reason, right call. that's kind of my take on it um, but i so I don't think VAR a r really changes that It worries me though that winning a tackle or you know kind of a rough tackle where the attacker hasn't even touched the ball yet, and the ball doesn't get played through, is considered last man. I mean, I don't know the letter of the law, but that's not, that's not how I understand last man back. Oh, no. They, um, Jack Jagiel took a heavy touch. That's all it was.
1: They found a great way to plug in that rule. Like, and
0: Just to, to recap for those of you who are jumping on, I know we're bringing in. So many people to the to Premier League market here. Uh, last man back is if you were basically denying a clear goal-scoring opportunity with a foul, um, and you are outside of the box, you will be given a red card. If you're inside of the box, you'll be given a yellow card. They'll be given the penalty kick. That's a new-ish rule of a couple years ago, because uh, the triple punishment of red card, which also comes with the game suspension, the penalty kick, and your man down, uh, seemed a little harsh after giving the penalty kick. But they still give it for the free kick, which. Never's made look easier than a penalty kick, frankly. Um, Five-yard yeah, five difference. D- VAR doesn't... I don't know. if I mean, to me, it's, to me it's a red card, but this, this is the thing that, that sucks about these... This is, this is where I agree with you on VAR. It's, it's a subjective rule. What could those the people refer- in the
1: booth have told that ref that he didn't see? I want that guy... Probably I want the, that guy, the guy in the booth just spitting his take on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, th- th- this, is, this is a much tougher one to say... I mean you you can even to me he doesn't get the call right he gets the decision right but you could argue that he got the decision wrong. So there's a lot going on here and and I think this is what I just said is a pretty good indication of why you think VAR is not a good idea until they rewrite the rule book. I said to me that's a red card. So by my understanding of the rule and that's what all the pundits say to me that's a foul. To me he's offside. Yeah. Like, offside you shouldn't be to me you're off or you're not. There's it's there's a line. But the fact that, to me, before determining your interpretation of a, of a yeah. foul is acceptable, tells me that the rule book's a joke.
1: Jeez. I mean, I was listening to uh, Alan Shearer saying he was trying to do the pundit thing where he is a servant of the law, and he just only agrees with what the book says, and...
0: I can't, can't imagine he got the book right.
1: It was Yeah. No. it was, uh, Something about extended foot, raised foot, I... I don't know, but the fact of the matter is, if that foot only connected with the ball and he didn't, it didn't follow through. It's it's not the same tackle, which is crazy because the leg made the same move.
0: Yeah, and to me, um, I spoke a little bit about this with you before. It's not too dissimilar to Pogba's red right against Arsenal last year, where I thought, like, what else is Jaggioka to do? He's unfortunate. I can see the red, but. I mean, it's just harsh. Mm-hmm. It's harsh, and I think it's... He
1: also didn't argue it in the moment. He seemed very accepting of it, which I found very interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, he knew, I mean you know when you put your cleats through somebody, right. and that's a pretty clear emphasis, especially when he's above the foot. You know, I think it's on a planted foot. That could have been really bad. That could have been really bad. That rule's there for a reason. I agree with that. But it's not what the ref called. So, what are we talking about? And so, I agree. I don't think Vieira fixes that one. There's one more that I think VR does fix. I think, I think the, uh, the um the no call in the Arsenal City game uh, with uh, with Mendy which, which doing the rugby team, tackle. Which team didn't get the call. It was it was Arsenal. Oh. Mendy with the rugby tackle on Mustafi on a corner oh, kick. I see. Which was um Michael Oliver didn't have his best day. Uh, I'm not going to go off here and say that if he did, <laughs> there's a different result. But the game was it was a fair result. You're just like that manager. Would have we'll turned the game. But the thing is, people – I think that people often draw that line of if if I think that Michael Oliver, you know, didn't deliver his best performance, I think that Arsenal got shortchanged. I don't think that. Arsenal lost mm-hmm. that game from whistle to whistle, but I still think that was a penalty. Uh, and I think VR corrects that one. Okay. There's a lot to watch Fair on enough. a corner.
1: Uh, my, my stance on this week's events and kind of reflective of my take on – VAR in general, I think when you start calling in VAR for all the sort of rugby tackles and bear, ho- bear hugs and it's a slippery going, on, going on in the box, you're either going to change the nature of the game and make it less physical because people are afraid, or you're going to get breaks for VAR every two, three minutes. So maybe we, we pick this middle ground where you have people on the lookout for clear-cut things like offsides. Goals yeah scored from offsides easy fix call it back yeah and you leave the fouls alone
0: yeah I, I i agree i think that we're in agreement on there that that is a good first step yeah. and then we figure out, out the rest. Yeah. I mean, why
1: can't you just do that one measure you know? maybe
0: while everyone's complaining about whether or not the penalty should have been given the refs just listen to his ear and then say back off or don't yeah. you know there's simple things but i i agree with you the ref leave in the field to go look at a box and just Try and say, well, I subjectively made this decision. Let me subjectively make another. It's bogus. Um, so we can we can move on from VAR. Um, I mean, another one on that. It, imagine uh, Sanchez's little flick of a header went in, and he was onside. We'd be talking about that one for the United game. No, no, student no? of the law. Well, you took a you took the dub, so I can I can get into that. But um, um, yeah,
1: should we right. should we wrap it up with uh, just some quick off the cuff. Predictions on next week?
0: We'll send it to match day two. We got uh, Newcastle at Cardiff.
1: Ooh, uh, Jesus. Newcastle with the owner who said, I will not pay for a player over 8 million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no new players came in. <laughs> they hate of which, that owner so much.
0: Speaking of which, Tottenham became the first team in Premier League history to make zero signings over a summer transfer window.
1: Yeah. It just doesn't happen anymore. It's crazy. And
0: they're going to sell Danny Rose. Potentially. PSG You don't zone. see
1: those English players go out and play on
0: those foreign teams. On PSG, are they really a foreign team? They're like a, they're like a Sunday league with all the good players on one team. Offshore <laughs> team. Uh, yeah, Cardiff, Newcastle. What do you got? Uh, won't be watching it, but um, I'll, go with a, with a, I'll go with a draw. I'll go with a draw. Is it a nil-nil draw? No, I think that there's enough mistakes. I'm thinking 1-1. Okay. Okay. How about you? I've got Newcastle. Okay. Two 0 Okay. Um, Fulham at Tottenham.
1: Ooh. Uh, North I, I, London you know, is red. Yeah. No, I think. <laughs> that aside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Callum Chambers is going to going to Wembley. Oh, he's never lost ooh, at Wembley. He's got
1: an axe to grind. Callum yeah. Chambers has never lost at Wembley. <laughs> Do we have a fact checker in the booth?
0: I'm trying to remember if we lost there. Anyway, well, we, I know Arsenal did. In, in any case. <laughs> You've got to
1: stop going on these
0: Arsenal <laughs>
1: We're about to crest an hour. We said we were going to do this in 20 minutes.
0: Well, we, we're, we're less than episode one. We'll bring it back um, in. I think it's entertaining.
1: Yeah. I'm I at, mean, yeah. if
0: someone's listening to this right now, then Hello. they've made it. You're our number one and they've only They've made fan. it remarkably far. Um, but yeah, Tottenham's taking that. Tottenham's taking that one, for sure. Yeah.
1: And Fulham's got to, I mean... It's a bummer they couldn't take that first one, so they didn't have that first win confidence under their belt. I don't think right. they're going to get it on this one. No, um, I agree. If we want to jump the, to the marquee game of the weekend, Chelsea-Arsenal.
0: Man, this is tough because – Go with your
1: head. What does your head say? When
0: you, when have- you asked me that, my first instinct was 0-0. There- this has not been, not been a- an uncommon a- result between Chelsea and Arsenal in years past. Um, I think that Arsenal lacked some sharpness, but I also think that, uh, I think that you, the mistakes that Arsenal made against City, you can make more of those against Chelsea. Not to say that I think we should, but I think you can also say for, um, in Arsenal's defense, I think they're going to be given a little bit more leeway to make things happen than they were against City. So I could see them opening the game up, um, Chelsea Chelsea looks strong again defensively, and I just don't think that Arsenal's quite put it together to break them down yet. Mm -hmm. But I don't trust Chelsea going forward. Yeah. Truthfully.
1: Yeah, I mean, they need their striker to put it together.
0: Mind you, we have no left back. Danny Welbeck is training at left back right now. That is a fact. That is not, that is not, I'm not making shit up. I hope that Lichtensteiner starts there. Pure utility player. Danny Welbeck is training at left back because. Uh, Kalizniak is hurt. Monreal is coming back. He might be back, but I don't know if I really want to throw him How's to the.
1: Kaliszniak hurt. Hurt.
0: He got hurt in preseason for six eight weeks. I don't know what he did, but he just. I don't know. The guy's built like a tank, but can't stay on the pitch. should so look into that. And then, then Maitland-Niles unf- Maitland- unfortunately took the injury against um, City, yeah. and I thought he was actually playing pretty well with no help against Mars and Walker. But um, Lichtensteiner came in and looked good. So hopefully he I'll starts. Throw you there. a bone.
1: I've got Arsenal winning.
0: Really yeah. on the road. On the road. Wow. Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. Yeah,
1: and yeah, that's a shock. Shock take.
0: You think uh, surprise? You think United takes care of business
1: at Brighton? I do because I think I it's well. early enough in the season, the first game of this season, and it will happen, and it will happen within a month or maybe two, where we don't win a game that we're expected to win, people are going to lose their minds.
0: Your match week three is home against Tottenham, so it's going to get interesting soon. Maybe I mean no one's going to. I mean. People actually be pretty upset if you I'm that. realizing
1: we're in one of these situations where Liverpool and City destroy teams. We scrape out wins. And when yeah. you look at the points being the same, you're like, yeah, we're the same. This is all the same. And then the
0: second you don't match one of their results, people are going to lose it. Right. And then they're going to start to say, they're not even close. Uh, but yeah, you'd expect um, City at home against Huddersfield to put on a show. Liverpool at Crystal Palace. I guess maybe Crystal Palace can scratch it out. Doubtful. So you'd expect both of them to come, come out of this Cricket with three scores. more points. Cricket course. Um, yeah. And then Everton at home against Southampton. They're able to win that one.
1: Uh, wow, that's another one I just... Uh...
0: West Ham at home against Burnmouth. Those are going to be some... Those might actually be pretty good games. Burnley at Watford should be a real barn burner.
1: In my mind, Southampton in any game is just something I don't want to watch. I think they scored like nine goals last season.
0: Yeah, they weren't good. They weren't good by any stretch. No. Um, West Ham Leicester. Bournemouth
1: potential to, have to be a good game.
0: Yeah, I agree. As, and also um, Leicester Wolves in Leicester. Yeah, that could be, I could I be like a good Washington game as well. Leicester
1: and Wolves is really exciting. Wolves one
0: for yeah. one this year so far is a good game. Uh, Burnley Watford is probably going to be a, a another game, game for the ages. You no know for me, dog. I might go zero, 0 I think Burnley might finish with 38 points, zero goals scored, zero conceded. I think that's, I think that's entirely possible. <laughs> Consistency at its finest. <laughs> that would put them squarely in the middle of the table. Wow, in the history books. <laughs> that, is that is a beyond spicy take, and I think that that is um, good enough to send us out. What do you say, James? Hell of a day. Hell of a day. Of a day. Yeah. Way too long, but hey, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, um, hope you made
1: it. Thanks for listening.
0: We got a logo now.
1: Oh, yeah. So, hey, how about you catch us on Instagram? And do we have Twitter?
0: We have a Twitter. Um, probably Prem De La Prem. I'm going to have to check that out.
1: And if you uh, look hard enough with your eyes, you might see a link to episode one. Give it a listen. See how long you can last. Yeah. You know, that might be how we get our name out there. It's like a, a challenge. How long can you listen to this?
0: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, shout out Mike on the logo. Really appreciate oh, you, man.
1: Mike, you're the man.
0: But yeah, that's it for us. Uh, um, not sure not when, sure when we'll, we'll be back. Probably by, probably by popular demand. demand. Yeah, probably next yeah. week at some point. I hope. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a couple of weeks. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. either a week or two. Um, uh, if, if Arsenal's, Arsenal's Arsenal, sitting on zero points, I might not want to talk next week, but <laughs> we'll see how, we'll how it goes. We'll just
1: circle back for the last week of the season and pretend like <laughs> we've been there the whole time.
0: <laughs> what a ride. What a crazy, wild, wild ride guys. it's been. That was crazy. All right. Well, appreciate you guys listening. listening. We'll see you later.